This is a Founding Media podcast. Welcome to the Apple a Day Doc Talk podcast, a show that combines concepts of fitness with medicine to focus on primary prevention and disease management. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Ramdeen. We are continuing our series discussing postural abnormalities. I'm sitting down with physical therapist Eric Finger to discuss what these abnormalities look like, what can be done to prevent them, and what to do when you have them. If you missed our first conversation about upper cross syndrome, make sure you go back and take a listen. This week, Eric and I discuss lower cross syndrome. This is actually part two of a three-part series that we're talking about postural abnormalities with the help of our physical therapist here. Eric is actually an entrepreneur and started a company called Move Empower Concierge PT. He's a mobile physical therapist, so he, he'll That's go to right. your house, he'll go to your business, wherever you want to go, right? Yeah, yeah. No well, longer do you need to sit in traffic on, in Mopac. I'll come to you. Right. Eric's going to do the, the hard part and drive through Austin right. traffic for you, right? Okay. And then, Eric, what, why did you become a PT? What got you into it? Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I was an athlete, uh, you know, as a youth and uh, knew I wanted to kind of continue that and always had an interest in medicine and kind of was able, I saw that physical therapy was a way to kind of combine those two. Yeah. yeah. Injured my knee in college, had to go through physical therapy and uh, surgery. How'd you injure your knee? What, what happened? I was just playing some pickup basketball. Oh, no. no one touched me and <laughs> oh, tore a, a ligament. Yeah. No oh. fun. But um, yeah, so went through that myself and mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. kind of really solidified that yeah, this is the choice for me and such. And great, yeah, yeah went through and, and got her done. Eric is a Midwesterner. Began his formal education at the University of Kansas. How'd you like Kansas? I like it. Yeah. Well, during basketball season, yeah. I prefer. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it actually, he likes basketball, but he was a varsity <laughs> swim. He's on the varsity mm-hmm. swim team, right? Yep. And how was that? How'd you do there? It did all right. Yeah, I was a uh, butterflyer up yeah. there, and uh, I remember coming to college swimming, and from high school, it was just night and day. I was like, oh, we're going to train that long in that many hours? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was great. It was best shape of my life, and I uh, met Excellent. some great folks. So it was a good per- time. Perfect. And then when he was there, he earned his Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science, and then completed graduate training at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center in 2002. Then you graduated. And you went on to this pretty extensive postgraduate training, huh? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you. Yeah, so you know, I, I got in, you know, about four years into the career, I was kind of like, I need something here. I need yeah. to change it. So yeah. I went back and studied, and with physical therapy, we, you can sit for board exams. It's essentially, mm-hmm. just an exam to kind of show mm-hmm. competence and mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, and uh, it was great. It really helped kind of refine my skills, and then. Again, was needing something else and went back and did some special specialty training in manual therapy. And, right. And some of that training, um, uh, uh, you got your certification and the APTA uh, became a board certified orthopedic specialist mm-hmm. and then a fellow of the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapy. And I thought that yeah. was really neat because less than 10% of yeah. physical therapists in the country... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a nice distinction that, you know, kind of separates you from the herd and such. And not that I'm doing it for a bunch of letters after my name. Right. It's just uh, it's a, a nice way to build a, nice, a good skill set mm-hmm. that helps me out, you know, to treat um, everyone that comes through my, that nice. I treat, that I come in contact with. What kind of insights do you think that um, that certification 
um, equipped you with the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapy. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. manual therapy, mm-hmm. it obviously deals with the hands and such. Mm-hmm. Um, we had training in um, thrust techniques, so yep. maybe what you would see like a chiropractor doing. So okay. we're manipula- ma- uh, manipulating mm-hmm. joints. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a lot of soft tissue work, um, meaning so we're doing some massage work. We're right. doing um, building a good knowledge of, you know, how joints work, how, how muscles, how they affect the joints. Um, it just gave me a really good broad scope to be able to work with a lot of different people. Because if there's one thing I've learned in my practice is that not one patient is the same. So right. <laughs> having a lot of tools in the toolbox is, is great. So That's great. And um, just a couple other hobbies, you um, compete in triathlons. Yeah, is that yeah, right? yeah, and then um, your favorites: Escape from Alcatraz yeah, and Ironman cool. seventy point three. Yeah, I've done one half Iron, right. and then the uh, Escape from Alcatraz a couple years back, which was pretty fun. Yeah, out in right. San Francisco. Yeah, and and you got three kids. And man, yeah, how do your kids like you traveling around town oh, doing physical therapy? Yeah, they <laughs> they're enjoying it. So yeah, yeah, my. Yeah, oldest is trying to help me with my social media. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I've never had a twelve-year-old. I guess That's I have to start paying. Very right helpful. Now. Yes, yeah. that. <laughs> so, it's great. All right, so let's talk a little bit about lower cross syndrome, mm-hmm. Eric. If you can tell us a little bit about what is it? What mm-hmm. what exactly is it? So lower cross syndrome is kind of a situation where the the hips, the pelvis, and the low back kind of adopt this dysfunctional posture. What you get is a is a kind of an asymmetry or an imbalance of the muscles in the front mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. joints of mm-hmm. the, you know, the lower trunk and in the, in the, in the back or the rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, those set you up for, um, kind of presenting with, you know, a, a posture that can be over time kind of hard on the body. Yeah. And it, when you have that, can, the pelvis kind of tilts forward a yeah, little yeah. bit, doesn't so, it? Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of so. looks like, that's exactly right, where you, you'll get a kind of an increased curve in the low back, mm-hmm. um, kind of a, a, it leads to issues up in the, and as you go up in the spine into the mid back, kind of a, a increased curvature there and even a protruding, sometimes even kind of the head protruding too. So not only does it f- affect things locally down mm-hmm. at the trunk, mm-hmm. but it can affect things all the way up and down the chain, to be honest. And I'm really glad we're talking about this too, because again, you know, Eric and I, we work out together sometimes and go to the pretty big gyms and see this very, very frequently. <clears throat> and when the pelvis is tilt forward like that, mm-hmm. like you said, you kind of have to shift your shoulders back so you can stand up straight. And this creates a huge lumbar curvature, yeah. basically a big curve in the spine. And why is that bad? Why is Yeah, that, that's a great question. So when you... When we increase, I mean, there's. A, let's let's start there. Folks need to know that a natural curve down there is what's mm-hmm. called a lower dyadic curve. is is good. We want that. That's healthy. The the mm-hmm. spine has about three different curves, um, but they're they're only supposed to be so much of each. And when you go too much or have a hyper uh, curve down in that low back, it puts increased compression on the sensitive parts of the spine. So mm-hmm. not just the the joints, the bony parts, but even the the ligaments and even the the discs, mm-hmm. which are the kind of the gel-like um, supportive pieces between each of the spine bones. You start doing that over time and add maybe load or activities, mm-hmm. bad mechanics with sports or with lifting, you can start having issues. Excellent. And when you say adding load, you, you mean above that curvature pushing down onto it where now all the pressure is being basically held right there in the 
overextension of that yeah, lumbar yeah. lower. It's lower becoming spine. kind of the the path of least resistance right. of the body, mm-hmm. and the body's very smart, and it's going to find that, and mm-hmm. that part of the body, that that low back, is going to take the brunt of it. And you do that enough, you start kind of uh, wearing out, wearing out, or kind of overdoing on those sensitive structures that we just talked about. Right. Yeah, and that. This is why I wanted to stress this point is because, again, I, my top priority is safety, and I just want our audience to be aware of these po- this postural abnormality in particular mm-hmm. because doing these types of exercise, trying to get you know gains mm-hmm. by, by, by lifting or pushing loads straight over your head when you have this big lumbar, basically increased extension mm-hmm. at the lumbar curvature, that can be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It can be, I think over time, yeah, d- yeah. deleterious to, to those structures and such. Um, wh- what you, what you notice with this is that your, the, the muscles that tend to become tight are yeah. those lower back extensor muscles. Yep. Um, extensor, think of the, the kind of the long band like muscles that you kind of see in the mirror. Um, those become pretty darn tight. The, the muscles in front of the body, the, the, what we call the hip flexors, you probably mm-hmm. heard of psoas, <clears throat> that's pretty common. Mm-hmm become ultimately tight. And then those are imbalanced by weakness in the uh, the lower abdominals. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the most important muscles in the body is, for me is the gluteus, the, yep. the glutes. Um, so it's that imbalance that just sets folks up. And it's a really problems. underworked area, the glutes. You know, you see um, yeah. a couple of things that make me cringe a little bit when I'm in the gym and yeah. I see people moving in certain ways is, is something as basic as just getting to the gym, you know, starting mm-hmm. out and doing hamstring stretches. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you have an AP tilt or lower cross syndrome, right. why can that be bad? Uh, doing with the hamstring stretches right, and such. Right. So if the hamstrings, the hamstrings can develop tightness mm-hmm. um, through there, but there's, uh, you know, putting, putting those hamstrings on stretch mm-hmm. might alleviate some of the tightness that you're right. feeling, but you're not getting to the crux of the issue. Right. And so the, the there's the AP tilt, your pelvis is tilted forward, mm-hmm. basically pulling on that hamstring at the back of your leg. Right. And so it feels tight, not because it's, you know, actually tight, but because it's being pulled tight with the rotation. With the rotation. Actually. And then now you're stretching them out even mm-hmm. more, making the AP tilt worse, yeah. making your problem worse. So something as simple, you know, as and and seemingly benign as right. a hamstring stretch can make Kinda things worse. Things worse. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we want you to kind of look in the mirror, see your you know, first and foremost, see your doctor. But if mm-hmm. you do think, you know, that hey, maybe this looks a little bit like I have a pretty big curve you know, in my lumbar spine or my pelvis is tilted forward that I should probably go check this out and and try to strengthen, like you said, Mm -hmm. your core, your lower abs, your gluteus maximus, and try to straighten that pelvis back out. And then another thing I I tend to see, you know, in the gym is uh, people going from the hamstring stretch, they might go to the leg press machine. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't really have a lot of glute engagement. And so... Yeah, yeah, I I think... Yeah, it, uh, there's. I mean, there's so many exercises you can go mm-hmm. out there, but I think trying to get the best exercise, mm-hmm. you know, the be- well, the best exercise, mm-hmm. the exercise to get the most bang for your buck is is important. But I'm going to take a step back and yeah. even th- yeah. think, how did we get there in the first place? And we talked about the tightness, we talked about the postural abnormalities, but why did this why this weakness suddenly appear? Mm-hmm. And I think what folks mm-hmm. need to know is that as we get the body's pretty darn smart and has this 
tendency that when you have muscles that get tight on one side, its antagonist or the opposite guy tends to shut off, if you will, kind of goes on vacation. Give us an example of uh, agonist and antagonist. Sure. So a pretty simple one would Mm -hmm. be the uh, uh, agonist, the biceps, Mm -hmm. antagonist, the triceps, Mm -hmm. going the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I hope that makes sense for folks. Um, And with the lower cross syndrome, the agonist would be maybe those hip flexors that get real tight. And then it's antagonist or the opposite is that gluteus or the glute max and such. Right. And the hip flexors are basically bringing your knees up towards your chest, right? You got it. Okay. Yep. Bring your, your knees to your chest. Um, uh, and the and the glutes are uh, extend the hips. So they, they help propel you. They're very key with, you know, right. one legged stance or walking, going up and down stairs and so such. So there's an imbalance in terms of mm-hmm. tightness and shortening on the front, the flexor movement, bringing your knees to your chest right. versus you know, kicking your leg backwards. Right, and having that strength there. I think folks might be wondering, well, how do I get this? Why do those glutes shut off? And Mm -hmm. someone, uh, uh, I'm trying to think who it was who coined the term, but gluteal amnesia is an issue. (laughs) And what that's coming from is uh, that the glutes shut down, but a lot of it's from extended periods of sitting, mm-hmm. believe it or not, yeah. that we, that the, the glutes, when we're, we're doing, I saw a stat the other day that the average American sitting for over seven hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, be it at work or mm-hmm. in traffic mm-hmm. that can lead to those muscles shutting down and this imbalance that we're, that we're discussing kind of take over. So when I, when I, when I see folks going back to your question, I digress, yeah, yeah. going back to your question about what's the exercise, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we got to, we got to get back to, instead of doing, going to the hip, to the, you know, doing some big power squat, if those mm-hmm. muscles aren't even turned on, let's mm-hmm. say those glutes aren't even there, they're probably not going to participate. They should in a normal healthy body, but they're not. They're right. going to let the other guys who are dominating, beating the quads, mm-hmm. maybe the hamstrings, um, and you're not going to turn them on. So I think the important part is maybe taking a step back and really, you know, maybe just starting an exercise, laying down on your yoga mat, doing like a, what I call a bridge, you yep. know, where you're on yeah. your back with your knees yeah. bent, lifting your pelvis up, holding it and down to turn that muscle on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once it's turned on, quote unquote, then go over and begin those kind of bigger exercises. You're going to get, you're going to get more bang for your buck. Right. And that's a, that's a really great exercise, uh, Eric, especially if you're just trying to just isolate the glutes laying on a yoga mat on your bat on your back and then pushing through your heels down into the floor exactly. to squeeze your buttock and exactly. not not using the whole base of your foot or your toes and swinging up yeah. you know from the yoga mat it's got to be a slow deliberative process where yeah. you squeeze yeah. the buttock the glute yeah. and you got to Think of the force going through your heels just, yeah. so you can just isolate that, that those muscles. Think of, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, connect brain with muscle on that and you'll totally, you'll, you'll the get The myoneural connection, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, like uh, you had said, think about uh, pushing from the right area mm-hmm. from, with the heels and then also thinking, okay, I want the, I want my butt to do this job and squeeze it as you lift up Right. and you will, you will activate where you need to. So, yeah. Excellent, excellent. How can and we then, co- overcomplicate such an right? easy exercise? But <laughs> it's 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 the body smart, you know, it and, is, and it's going to yeah. go from point A to point B in the easiest way possible, yeah. right? And if, like you said, that muscle's been turned off, yeah. and it has to do all this work to re-engage it, yeah. why why do it? Why not just swing your way up there? One of the other reasons why we don't want you swinging up like that is because 
you can hurt yourself. Whenever you're using momentum in an exercise, sure. you have to stop at just the right place. Or if you go a little too far, you're going to yeah. put too much of a curve in your back and yeah. hurt yourself. Yeah, most. Yeah. Of the, yeah, I think momentum's. In, you know, when I when I'm working with patients, I think that if any time I'm going to catch them on something is using momentum. I yeah. say, hey, you're yeah. cheating there. Let's yeah. slow it down. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not only could you injure yourself, but also uh, uh, you're not recruiting the muscle as well. Right. You're letting maybe gravity help out here or you start recruiting or just, other muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah. And then when you go slowly, you kind of go up, get that squeeze and release slowly. You're getting the most out of that eccentric contraction. Right. So what, what's the eccentric contraction? What? So scientific. So mm-hmm. when we, I'll think of it, uh, let's go to the bicep curl, uh-huh. right? We're holding uh-huh. that, that dumbbell in our hand. We're going to bring it up as you, sh- as you bring it up. That's concentric. Now when we- The shortening stri- of the Yeah, muscle, the shortening. Right? Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then when we- when you bring it back out to the starting position, mm-hmm. that's the eccentric or lengthening. While uh, under tension. While so under tension, So you've got that exactly. resistance, the cable, the barbell, the dumbbell, whatever it is, and you're flexed. You're, yep. you're trying to flex your bicep, but it's being lengthened. You're right. basically letting go. But you want to have control, slow control over Most that definitely. whole phase. You don't want to just drop it, use momentum. Exactly. And then lose that yeah. whole half of the contraction yeah, phase. Yeah, it's a great, is, uh, great way to uh, uh, strengthen, by the way, too. Right. So, yeah, you're, 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 you're <laughs> and, missing out. You're and then one it. other thing, one other exercise I noticed, um, not really an exercise, but movements in the gym that you'd want to avoid if you were if you were to have this is, like you said, those flexor movements. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, uh, something as simple as sit-ups, you know? Mm-hmm doing ab curls, you yeah. don't necessarily want to engage that iliopsoas complex, right. which flexes your hip, yeah. brings your knee up to your chest, because that's going to pull your pelvis. It's going to make the uh, uh, postural abnormality more pronounced. Yeah. It's actually going to pull it down more. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So. I think if you, until you have that tightness um, 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 alleviated, once you get the proper length, then I think you can go back to some of those exercises. But I think you're just feeding into that overactivity right. if, you, if you're doing exercises like you mentioned, or even I was thinking just the, what are they called? The Roman chair where yep. you're doing, yep. you know, where you're bringing the knees. Um, to do ab work. Ab yep. work and such might not be the best one to do at that time. Right. Or with, right. you know, if you're, if you're dealing with this. So, so. basically, right. What uh, uh, Eric is saying is that you're, you're basically suspending yourself in the air with your hands and um, pulling your knees up to your chest, yep. trying to flex your core and right. build your abs. But right. when you bring your knees up, it's not all ab work. Right. You, ha- you likely are engaging your flexors. And mm-hmm. so you want to try to avoid anything like that that's going to make your problem worse. You want to try to work the other side, like the glutes. Yep. yep. And how would you work the core, the the um, the abs, yeah, rectus yeah. abdominis complex, without trying, without engaging too much flexor movement? How how would you do sure, that? Sure, sure. So, the the abdominals that I tend to try to turn on mm-hmm. here, um, I start again. I'm going to go way back to basics. I'm going to have someone down on the down <laughs> okay. on the mat with their knees yep. bent, and we're going to work on really trying to just activate the deep. The deepest of the core muscles, mm-hmm. what I call the transverse abdominis. Think of it as a kind of a a uh, a, a muscle that kind of envelops your lower trunk, kind of like where a cummerbund would sit on someone. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we're going to start there, believe it or not. And I'm going to spend you know ten minutes there, really telling you know educating folks on how to turn that on mm-hmm. because we're going to incorporate that in with other exercises. If we can get that muscle mm-hmm. turned on, we're going to have better. Why is that so important? Let me take a step back. Is because it has intimate connection with the spine. It's a stabilizer mm-hmm. of the spine, mm-hmm. increases the 
uh, intra-abdominal pressure and, and gives it some sturdiness. So once we get that turned on, you're not going to have that that curve, you know, that we're worried about with the lower cross syndrome. And we can really take that, turn that muscle on and then take it to other exercises. So starting on the mat, um, I particularly like to um, do um, um, just a marching exercise, believe it or not, um, lying on your back to engage the lower abdominals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But by um, activating that, that transverse abdominus up front first. So. You, you really have to think about the oh, engagement yeah. when you're doing your core, right? I know people yeah. say all that, engage your abs, engage your abs, but you have to learn the difference. And we keep saying the term yeah. myoneural connection, but yeah. there is a muscle nerve yeah. link that you want to establish and learn what the difference is. Like when you're talking about transverse abdominus, you want to learn what it feels like exactly. to flex that yeah. so that you don't mistakenly think that you're doing ab work when you're doing hip flexor work. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, right. it's, uh, you nailed it right there. It's, it's, um, I'll, I'll even, you know, to kind of highlight that, I'll even bring myself over when I'm doing a plank and be by a mirror just to make sure that mm-hmm. my rump isn't too high or I'm arching, kind of mm-hmm. playing in it like what maybe someone with lower cross syndrome might look mm-hmm. like. You probably, mm-hmm. folks have probably seen someone with the plank and their low back has a, you know, kind really of nice curvature. Curve, right. You can put a, yeah, a cup of water to get there on. So, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And um, some of the injuries you get or tend to see in, mm-hmm. in patients with lower cross syndrome would be, what, what do you... Sure. You um, th- with the spine, mm-hmm. you know, we already talked about how that kind of sets the spine up in a kind yeah. of a compressive. So mm-hmm. it's already, the, the spine's already under a little stress, kind of closed down. Add to that, maybe a powerful golf swing, mm-hmm. you know, weakness of the lower abdominals. Um, mm-hmm. You can see some sprains of the low back. Um um, kind of, you can kind low of really drain is a low huge back problem. Pain, yeah. 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 And then the first one I think of, we mentioned the hamstring complex strain just because of that pulling that's going on in the hamstring behind the leg because of that AP tilt anterior mm-hmm. pelvic tilt. Exactly. And then you can also get some anterior knee pain with this, um, pain in the front of the knee. Sure. Just because of the malalignment of your yeah the tightness pelvis. not only not only is the the hip flexor that psoas muscle type but the mm-hmm. one of the quads particularly the 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 rectus it's a big muscle mm-hmm. one of your mm-hmm. longest muscles in the quadriceps that connects to your kneecap to your pelvis is right. too tight mm-hmm. well it connects to the kneecap so you're going to have some abnormal pull down there and it can aggravate even the the, the knee and such so um, yeah it's it's not just localized to the trunk for sure. Okay. And, and you mentioned sitting being a, a really big problem. It's a big part of a lot yeah. of people's day. Yeah. Are there anything else, any other activities or movement patterns that can promote this or help, you know, make this happen? I think um, activities that, um, that uh, where, you're, where you're in positions of extension um, too much. So extension, maybe someone who um, stands, mm-hmm. you know, stands for long, long periods, works on concrete or something like that can kind of develop if they don't have that hip strength, that can be an issue from an exercise. Um, you know, someone at the gym who might be doing um, um, exercises, maybe uh, that uh, promote hyperextension and such, they could, they could, that would be something that could maybe promote this if they're not balancing mm-hmm. themselves on the on the opposite side. Just out of curiosity for me, Eric, how, how big of a part of your practice would you say that lower cross syndrome is? 
Oh, I think the spine in general, uh-huh. anything that is attached to the spine <laughs> is probably going to be, a, you know, typically um, probably about 60 to 70 percent oh, of wow. what I see. Okay. Yeah. And I'm including the, the neck, too. But, yeah, it's it's, you know, low back pain is low back pain. probably some component. Yeah, of this happening exactly. Now. You know, okay. mm-hmm. and, and then let's say, you know, we were talking about looking in the mirror or maybe a picture and you have a really big curve, you know, basically an uh, increased lumbar extension mm-hmm. um, or. You know, maybe someone else has recon- recognized it. Maybe your physician has. Let's say they haven't gone to a doctor yet, mm-hmm. and they think they might have it. Maybe they're having some pain, some of that hamstring type symptoms. Where do, where do you recommend they go? Who should they consult with? Yeah, yeah. You know, if if you're if you're curious about it, you're not having any. You know, like you said, pain isn't too bad, and I mean numbness or tingling. I think. I mean, my bias obviously is is starting maybe just starting a call with the physical therapist, mm-hmm. just as a consultation. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is what I'm feeling. Right. You know what right. what what do you think of that? And uh, is it you know? And I think uh, any therapist would be happy to discuss that with you because that's what that's what we're trained to do is really we're right. kind of musculoskeletal specialists to, to see that and, um, you know, and guide you on whether or not, you know, physical therapy would be a good option for you. And if, and if not, you know, help direct you to the right, um, practitioner to kind of find out what's going on. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then again, Eric's company is move empower concierge PT, and you can visit his link in the show notes. Um, and I just want to thank you, Eric. Thanks for coming back for doing another episode. We're going to do yeah, part pleasure. three soon. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Ankle distortion. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> and um, thank you, Founding Media, for hosting us. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Right. Thank you again, Eric. I appreciate your time. If you would like to learn more about Eric and his services, we put a link in the show notes. The Apple a Day Doc Talk podcast team includes me, Dr. Randine, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your support. If you were enjoying this podcast, maybe leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. You can follow me on Instagram at RamdeenMD, spelled R-A-M-D-E-E-N-M-D. Or check out the link to my YouTube channel and website in the show notes. Thanks for listening.